Gladiators, we are back with the very special How to Get Away with Scandal crossover episode. It was insane. You know we've got that coming up for you right after this. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My, My name is Hopi. I used to move. by the OC. I guess even back then. This is so appropriate. I know. We had to give you guys Jay Z whole vibes for tonight. Yes, yes. We got the hottest chick in the game. I'm like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn. It's like, it's like part of our national anthem. You gotta know you're Jay Z. What's up, guys? It's so good to be back with you. We had a nice little two week hiatus to get ready for tonight, but we're back. And you guys know me, I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can find me everywhere at Christine Bean with three E's. And I'm Tessa Saval. You guys can find me all over social media at Tessa underscore Saval. Hey guys, and I'm Paris Rose. You can find me everywhere at Paris Rose with two R's. And I'm Jessica Williams. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW and on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams. Let's get it, guys. All right. <laughs> So aside from our intros, someone else had to reintroduce themselves this week. Miss mm-hmm. Olivia Pope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The brand new, um, you know, I don't want to say she got the white hat back, but she's stepped away from the darkness that we've seen yeah. and yeah. reintroduced herself as a professor at <laughs> DeWitt University. Yeah. It's almost as if she's like, allow me to redefine myself. Right. Yes. My name is yeah. Olivia. Go in her bio, get her booking information. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, before we get into that, I want to say what's up to everybody in our live chat right now. I see Tabby Bear 68 and the other few of you that are watching. Um, say hello. We hey are happy to see you and have you with us. Um, we started a little late tonight because of the event, um, but we're, we're here. We're yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Um, yes. yes. So, like we were saying, Miss Olivia Pope decided to reintroduce herself, rebrand herself, rather, mm-hmm. and do things a little bit differently going forward this season. Um, actually, I don't know if it's for the season or if it's just for this episode, but <laughs> right now, um, Olivia Pope is teaching at DeWitt University in D.C., where um, she's talking to her class about crisis management, and that's where she first meets Annalise Keating. She is sitting as a almost like a fly on the wall on the back of the lecture, kind of observing and waiting for the right moment to introduce herself to live. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, a nice way for these two characters to meet and start that crossover. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Just, just like, by the way, me and Paris watch How to Get Away with Murder. So it was the most exciting thing to see Annalise <laughs> Keating sitting there and Olivia, and it's like, how will they be introduced? And do they know each other? And we were just, like, excited from the jump because of that scene. And, of course, for those who do watch, it takes you back to how Annalise Keating was introduced yes. by riding on the chalkboard How to Get get Away with Murder in that same type of setting. So very cool yeah. connection. Yeah, it <laughs> makes me wish that I really got into How to Get Away with Murder. Um, I know I'm sorry, gladiators and any TGIT watchers right now. I know that's awful, but I, I'm being truthful. I really I watched the first few episodes um, when it came out. It's four seasons in now or three? 
four. I think it's four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think at the time when it came out, Scandal was just like too lit at the moment. Yeah. And I couldn't, <laughs> it was just like too much for me to keep up with both. Um, but, you know, I being a fan of TGIT, I follow the headlines and things like that. So leading up to this, I was excited all the same to see those right. two together. I mean, Viola Davis, Kerry Washington. Exactly. Hello. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> so good. And Tony Goldwyn directed this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's Exciting. very interesting. Um, Tony's been directing a lot of the good ones lately, so mm-hmm. that's nice. Mm-hmm. So um, we have these meeting of the minds with Annalise and Carrie. And mm-hmm. after a little back and forth, uh, Annalise asked Liv for her help with this class action suit Um for it, it's it's about representing people of color who are were incarcerated because their public defenders were overworked, and they're trying to overturn the system and get justice for these people. What do you guys think about that case? I think it's an important case. I mean, even in the real world, it's it's a huge issue. So I was a, a little no, not a little annoyed. I was very annoyed at uh, QPA for trying to dismiss this case because this is powerful. Yes, Olivia had dark moments. But these 99 people were wrongly incarcerated, and it does need to be addressed. And I hope that this can happen in the real world, too. I hope that this happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, what a case to come back on, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Liv's back, Annalise. Like, this is a huge endeavor for her, too. It was exciting to see. And I do, I agree with you, Paris. It'd be awesome to see this come to fruition in today's world. Yeah, and even just to think the number that you said, that's like a case study that's a part of it. So there's so many more people in the system that have been affected by it. And I thought that it was perfect pulling from each of the shows, the casting for this crossover, having Mm -hmm. Marcus, considering he's been working on, you know, black justice cases for so long. Um, Olivia, Michaela, I just loved, I loved all the melanin that was like in this episode and how we just... I don't know. It, it was just like a different feel, and it was comfortable. You I, was, know? I feel exactly the same. That's the best word you use, comfortable. Yeah. It felt so good to watch that. And, you know, in the in the time that we're in now with Black Panther and the representation of mm-hmm. just people of color on screen, which is nothing new to Shonda's shows, I right. mean, she, with the leads that she's cast. But it was really nice to see that this, like, team of four with Liv, Annalise, Marcus, Michaela kind of working together. It was badass. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. And it, it was a perfect case to kind of pull Liv away from this life of monotony that she's yeah. fallen into. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought was interesting in that very beginning was we we learned that this is months later after yeah. Liv yeah. has left the White it's House. Mm-hmm. Um, which I wasn't sure what the timeline would be coming back into this. So we had a two-week break on TV, but they actually had a month-long, kind of a couple-month-long jump here. So it was important to actually mention how long it was has been because I wasn't sure if Olivia just stepped away for a week and was like, okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. But saying months means she was serious. She really mm-hmm. was trying to do better and step away. So I think they needed to note that this was a long time, a few months. Yeah. Yeah. That really took me off guard. I mean, yeah. it kind of goes to show, too, that she, like, burned all of yeah. her bridges. Yeah. yeah. Like, she really had to just, like, do her own thing completely. Completely. Yeah. It, it made me think back to the time that I think Cyrus was trying to get out the game. And I remember Liv pulling him back in. I think she mentioned something like, you don't want to just, like, be a teacher somewhere or, like, <laughs> you know, like, fall out of the game. And it's so funny that that's 
where she ended up at this point. Yeah, and that time frame kind of speaks to the volume of people's bitterness in this whole situation. Considering <laughs> that much time has passed, you all have moved on with your life. Quinn got reunited with her friends and family back running QPA. You know, Melly's being lost in the White House. I don't know. This, this whole <laughs> crossover, she's trying to dibble and dab a little too much into the command yeah. and Jake thing to me. But the fact that they are all so bitter and you were unable to find and execute a plan to get Olivia Pope back in two months, but now you're going, you're going to um, kind of risk the well-being and justice of all these people for revenge. Yeah, it's that, that that was definitely something I was thinking about through this episode, like revenge versus, you know, getting justice yeah. and moving mm-hmm. on. Um, and another way that we, you know, saw how much time had passed, like you said, is back at QPA, we see that, you know, they're not really getting the same kind of cases that they used to, um, just filtering through very minor, minor things. And the head of QPA, Quinn herself, is here Googling Olivia Pope <laughs> any moment that she can still very much interested in her life and what she's doing and what moves she's making. And I, at first I didn't realize it, but I was like, was she really just that caught up on revenge and like stalking lives every move still? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it turns out she was. <laughs> they, they have such a struggle, this QPA. I mean, to be honest, they've never really had like a real case. Every case have been, has been derived from, Olivia and something that was going on in the White House. Mm -hmm. It's been handed to them or they've joined forces, but they've never just solidly had their own case. And now they're having to beg and plead continuously to get cases. It's kind of sad. I mean, it's kind of sad. Just saying. Just saying. It is pretty sad. Um, And, you know, when you're in that kind of place, it, it, it leaves you idle time to do things like team up with the White House against a really good cause. Um, which, you know, Quinn comes to terms with later through the help of everyone else. But mm-hmm. at this moment, um, with with some persuasion from Jake and the White House, QPA decides to use this as an opportunity to get back at Liv for everything that happened before, which means stopping Liv and, and Annalise's efforts to get this court, um, this case heard by the Supreme Court. Now... Liv and Annalise are also working with Fitz and Marcus's foundation, like we mentioned. Um, and the dynamic there is very interesting because for Olitzers, it was kind of shocking to me that first scene where Liv comes to the foundation and says hi to Fitz. And he says, hi, how can I help you? When has Liv or Fitz ever said hi and the other person didn't say hi back in that <laughs> that voice, that little moment that they share. Their yeah, little I mean, one minute. A little lust. Their little lust. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? So that that was that was a big moment for me. I was like, oh, how is this gonna work? Yeah, every, everyone was being quite shady. I mean, even the fact when Olivia went to went into the Oval Office and Melly didn't even speak to her, didn't even she didn't acknowledge even look her, at her existence. I was like, dang. And then the verbiage and the conversation between Abby and Quinn when they were speaking of Olivia when she was doing her little uh, Google stalking, I was like, man, they are just really not getting over this anytime soon. So, but can yeah. you blame them? I mean, the last episode was called Army of One, right? Like, mm-hmm. Liv just, like, ruined everything. Yeah. And she deceived them when they thought they had that intervention. They really thought they helped yeah. her. And she deceived them again. I think that's really when they're like, okay, we're over her. Because they still had hope for her then. Mm-hmm. And then I think they just lost it after that. I think the person I'm most surprised with that's still so bitter is Melly. 
Only because Olivia could have destroyed you, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> like, she yeah. literally could have had you impeached and you were going to resign. But at the last minute, she decided to take her own self out to do the right thing to keep you in the presidency because you guys work so hard. So the fact that Millie had the audacity to throw her weight and actually say, what did she say? She said, oh, well, Olivia should be happy because I didn't destroy her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really upset me but as well. But you can't. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying, but you can't. Yeah, because they... they um... Where's the gratitude? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the real X factor in that whole situation was Liv. Because Liv could have blew yes. the lid yeah. off of everything. everything. Whether or not she was a casualty of it at that point, I don't think even mattered. Mm-hmm. She was the one who, who kind of stopped everything in its tracks by stepping down and not unleashing everything she had. Because it it really could have been so much worse. Um, But it's like she lost anyway. She was going to lose all her friends. And only had Cyrus, really, because he would have won by becoming the next president. But lose-lose Yeah, she literally said, I let her stay Olivia Pope. Like, no, you didn't, (laughs) Melly. No, you didn't. Mm -hmm. She let you stay Melly Grant. (laughs) That's what happened. Talk about it. Oh, smelly Melly. Speaking of <laughs> nice wow. little throwback, smelly melly, throwback nickname. Oh, guys, that just made me a little sad. <laughs> like, um, speaking of friendships, though, but I don't want to gloss over this because I thought it was a good moment mm-hmm. of Marcus and Liv talking about their friendship mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. fact that he is the only one at this point in her life who still checks on her, who still is is there for her, and I just loved what he said in response to her questioning about that. He said. I'm sorry, I wrote this down. We're black. I'll always be here for you, and I'll always root for you. I think he was definitely stealing from Issa Rae with that, like, I'm rooting for everyone, anyone black type of thing. I mean, <laughs> was channeling Issa yeah, Rae for sure. sure. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. And yeah. so real, I mean, because it just sounded so much like Issa Rae, and that mm-hmm. comment has been everywhere on social media. Mm-hmm. So it just, like, brought me back to her saying that on the carpet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was powerful. I think that goes into the message, um... You know, the, the whole melanin vibe and just aspects to our culture that I do feel um, that isn't always exposed mm-hmm. because there is naturally this commonality, this this warmth and friendship that happens or connection, if you will, that happens if you're walking down the street or whatever. Like we, our culture was raised to have each other's back in just a different way. So I like how they were able to express it and personify it without offending anyone. Like, I don't believe any other races were offended by that statement, Mm -hmm. but we were able to connect with it, and it felt comfortable. Back to that word. It felt comfortable. It felt comfortable, and just even the verbiage they used felt so real, because that's what I would say to my homegirl. Like, yo, we look out for each other. We're we're here. And, you know, to even put it into a larger context, think about the space that they're in. They're in D.C. where... I'm, I'm sure, you know, I mean, Olivia Pope has a name for herself in this town, but I'm sure they're still the minority compared to all the other faces that they see in that political space. So to still, through all of that and all of their shortcomings, to have each other's back because, you know, it's kind of like an us against the world type feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was very cool to see that acknowledged in a way on TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So moving on. But, sorry, I no, just go also ahead. thought it was easier for Marcus to forgive because he's the only one who didn't really have that close of a relationship with Liv like the rest. I mean, this whole Liv turning dark really just even Huck couldn't even stand Liv anymore, and that that's a lot means a lot. Yeah. And so I think Marcus was the least did, like his relationship was different with Liv. It's easier to forgive when you don't have a whole like years of history together. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're both black and we gotta stick together, but also. 
you didn't really go through that much together. Right. So it's a little bit yeah. easier. And a lot of people were saying, even in our live chat and just people talking about why is Marcus still around and what significance does he still hold? And it's like, mm-hmm. I guess it's to still have that strong connection with Liv. It, it, it still ties him into yeah. the overall yeah. plot. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of our people in the live chat still can't forgive Liv. Kimberly Mayfield <laughs> says, I can't forgive her. Um, <laughs> Gonna take some time. Yeah. Another episode. Yeah. Her upward climb. Yeah. It's very fascinating just seeing her go through this. Um, journey her mental journey this episode because I felt like she is tired Mm -hmm. she kind of showed even when she had that breakdown moment with Fitz which I thought was super powerful she just is showing herself being more vulnerable and since she's the fixer and has always had to fix things and handle things that's why Fitz was so shocked when she needed help and asked Mm -hmm. for help Um, but I think at the end she was just like I'm just tired of blackmailing people, using right. dirt on people, trying to, you know, sneakily find a solution. I just want to tell the truth. And so I think that was like, wow, a good life she lesson. She says that, though, and then she does this sp- Spivey, right? That was his name? Mm-hmm. And she, like, low-key kind of throws it in his face and then, like, takes it back. And I feel like it was still the same thing. You think so? Hmm. I think she was... Because I feel like she did that before. Like, she would always be like, I'm going to threaten you with this, but, like, I'm not going to just, like, really think about it, but, like, she has that over their head regardless. Like, she couldn't have gone in there without that and made the point or the effect that she did without it. I think the information was there at at the end of the day. Either the other side was going to do something with it or she could do something positive with it. I think it was more of, like, a like a bargaining chip to get yeah. her way because I think the yeah. old Liv would have been like, I'm going to do this anyway and like ruin your life if you don't comply with me versus where it came from, a I think, a place of sincerity. Like, hey, I'm actually just not about this mudslinging, right. throwing anybody in the dirt. Like, are you going to move forward with this and support something good or, mm-hmm. or what? Yeah. yeah, I think it was showing... I think that scene was mostly for the viewers to show us her her change because yes she has the information there she can blackmail him mm-hmm. but she is choosing not to I think it's for us to see that mm-hmm. she actually is changing it's not just like a, a facade to, like okay. a, a live facade yeah it's like it was trying to be more solution oriented I felt like like I see that you have this problem I'm going to fix it for you I'm going to extend the olive branch you don't have to mm-hmm. comply or do what I ask but then she gave this really good spin I was like yes I think all of us were like that was good bring it back to your son and the due process that he deserves and all these people do not get I was like yes way to wrap around the whole episode yeah that was great yeah but you know even before Liv got to that moment later in the episode and I guess that level of understanding and maturity earlier on we did kind of see her her bite rather with um, Annalise these are two strong (laughs) these are two strong characters so good we had to expect some sort of pushback some clap back, some, you know, a, a pissing contest, rather, of just, like, hey, my town, my rules, like, you know, how they're going to go about working together. Mm-hmm. And we and we saw at first, you know, the fact that Melly decided not to work with their team on, on this case was really rooted in her distaste for Liv. Yeah. And we saw Liv spin that back on Annalise and really just be... Lie. Just lie. <laughs> flat, flat out, out lie. <laughs> she flat out yeah. lied. And really tried to make it seem like Annalise was just this stain that couldn't be removed from the case, and that's why they couldn't get anyone to work with them. And I thank God for Fitz being like, really? 
Right. <laughs> like that that I love yeah. it. See, I, I like um I like Annalise and Olivia coming together because yes, this case is very important, but they both need this case for different reasons. Like this mm-hmm. is Olivia's chance to prove to even to herself that she's point. still a good person, that she still has that white hat, which Fitz had to kind of convince her that she still is good. Mm-hmm. And Annalise, if you don't watch How to Get Away with Murder, she has been going through a lot. She's an alcoholic. She was almost disbarred, and this is her chance to also prove that she, despite all the drama going on, she is still a lawyer and a good one at that. So they both kind of need this case to build them both back up mm-hmm. and to prove to themselves who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't know yeah. a lot of Annalise's mm-hmm. struggles. Yeah, and I think that Olivia, you know, she, it, it's it was fascinating to watch her try to throw her weight around, and her weight gets thrown back at her. Yes. Because when she said, let me have the room with Melly, like, can I talk to you in private? I was like, why would you say that for all these people? You're about to get rejected by the president because it's not going to happen. But I was surprised that Melly decided to take, you know, that little mm-hmm. private convo, which always is so funny when they're like, can we have the room? It's like all 85 people have to leave just so the two of you can talk. But... I think that Olivia was like, hey, you know, she was going to try to spin Melly. And when she didn't, I think that she was so in her feelings and so just embarrassed. She was like, let me put it on this crazy lady (laughs) and all her issues. And that's why I thought it was just so perfect in the hairdresser scene when the news came on and all of Olivia's dirt is now out there. And then that back and forth. Our our mouths were... They were going in. We and rebounded I, and watched it again. Yeah, we, we, we had to watch it back because the, <sighs> just the shade being thrown left and right was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. I, I grabbed Jessica at one point because I couldn't. I was flabbergasted. And I yes. know everyone on Twitter was going crazy because yes. there were, how many, Jessica, seven or ten? There was seven. Okay, so uh, Shonda was, was trending tonight. She took over seven hashtags at one time on yes. Twitter. It was Annalise and Olivia. It was Megabus. <laughs> Megabus. It was um, um, How to Get Away with Scandal, the shorting. Ver- like, there was just so many yeah. trends at one time. I was like, she's taking over Twitter. Every Everyone was feeling the <laughs> Your vibes. Your tweet was perfect. You're like, the drag. The You're drag. Like, I can't with this drag. Yes. It, it was just everything. Everything you could ever imagine with two powerhouse females. Yes. Like, like, those who just letting letting loose. And in a way that, to me, as a black woman, just felt... So real. So I mean, real. but from being in rollers in the the hair salon <laughs> to like yes. throwing shade at your girlfriend and getting into it, like what's realer than that? <laughs> oh my god! Who do you think won that? Because both of them had some good lines. At first, I'm like, oh yeah, you get it, Annalise. I'm like, oh wait, no, Olivia. Who who won that? Ooh, mm, that was hard. And I, I think that's almost the point. Is yeah, like they met they their are, match. They, yes. they met oh, their match. Yes. Yeah. I was. I would. I would have said Annalise took it because her first round of insults Ooh. was so real that I. <laughs> yes. I almost didn't hear anything else after. <laughs> but once Liv hit her with the mega bus, <laughs> that, that her, line. Oh, I was dead. But I mean, Sadiddy phony. A uh, bougie black woman. I mean, she just went in, silver smooth in your mouth, and and right, you know, horse between your legs, and she was just she like was. destroying Olivia's life. 
And then, but that one line, that's why we started off this episode with allow me to reintroduce myself because that is what Olivia did. And I think she kind (laughs) of shut it down at that point. That's the, that's the meme that's going around, right? That's the gift. And she had the last word with like, and I'm going to pay for your hair too because you can't afford that. So I just thought, that was was cute. That was real cute. (laughs) That was, that was. I'm going to put your, I'm going to put your washing press on my Sididi unlimited platinum card. Yes. Oh man! I think so they good. gave us quotable lines yes. for for forever for a while. For a while. There was for even a, a little hint of um, like almost colorism in there with them with with the Annalise kind of you know hinting to the fact that they do have different shades uh, hues of skin mm-hmm. and you know they they occupy such different spaces. It just it just got my mind really thinking about just them two individually and their differences and similarities. Yeah, and it did. You, you're so right because it tapped into the inner discussion and dispute that sometimes happen within the black community that exactly. people don't know about. Light skin versus dark skin and how light skin people have more advantages and they're treated closer to other races because you know, the skin tone is supposed to signify something. This is a debate that we've all, we've been going through this all our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they kind of really put words and actions to it. Being two successful black women, they're still juggling the same argument. It's just so fascinating. They are. And, yeah. you know, even with Liv being lighter than, than Annalise, it's like they still were on the same, in the same boat, rather, because both of their credibilities had been attacked Yes. And they were both on the same plight, like you said, Paris, mm-hmm. to kind of redeem themselves in different ways. It didn't matter whether Liv had this White House influence at some point or that Annalise was this bomb-ass lawyer at one point. They were both mm-hmm. finding themselves as black women trying to make this happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And are they going to fight each other or are they going to do it together? And they decided to do it together. I had a little kumbaya moment, I guess, <laughs> after all of that. Yes. Um, so... At this point, it, it becomes a race to to kind of convince the judges that are left to hear the case um, and and fast track it to the Supreme Court. So QPA gets involved, like we said, to try and convince the the last remaining judge. Is it a judge or a justice? Um, I think it's a judge. Judge, yeah. um, Judge Spivey, mm-hmm. um, to to vote in their favor to let the the case be heard. Um, so shady. It, it, yeah. that, it's very that shady. involvement. I, I was just kind of shocked. I'm like, this is your position on it. You're mm-hmm. literally. I, I, can I just go back for a second? That White House room meeting. I was like, why did you bring all of them here to meet you, Melly? And then you were just going to reject them. So I was totally on board when Olivia said that. Mm-hmm. But I believed Melly for a second in her plea of, oh, it's just not the right timing, mm-hmm. you know. And but she, but then it was so clear when she was fixated on Olivia needed that win, so you need a win to come yeah. back. But then to use all of your resources, bring in command and utilize QPA to shut Olivia down because you feel like if she has a win, she could possibly make her way back into what? <laughs> Not the White House. You guys control that. You guys yeah. didn't want for her to ha- have an ounce of what power. That was like, y'all are shady yeah. and Melly is petty. Petty Melly. Very petty. New name. Petty Melly. They like didn't that. want that Hashtag. woman to have a shred Anything. of her dignity back. Like, anything. It was a lot. Think about the kind of fear that Liv has invoked in these people that they wouldn't even let her do something good, like <laughs> genuinely good for the country, yes. right? Because it could somehow snowball into a personal win for her. Yeah. Like, how did we get here, guys? How did we get here? <laughs> how? 
And I think it just goes to show, too, that Melly is just so immature. Like, she needs someone like Liv to be there to guide her. Because she is, like, falling apart, in my opinion. Like, she's just a hot mess, as Liv would say, probably. Like, I don't know. And it just bothers me that she's now doing what Liv did to kind of get her fired. Like, Liv, quote-unquote, like, kind of did this shady stuff in a way. And now Melly's doing the same stuff. Yeah. Like, grow up. What is... And what I am, is that? I am so mad at Jake. Like, <laughs> I am just hurt by him. Jake. And all of the Lakers out yes. there will probably relate. I'm not an Olitzer, but I am not a Laker today. Wow. Today. I just want to put that out there. I I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Oh, Lakers, how do you feel? I want to know. Well... Honestly, it seems like at that point in the episode, it, I felt like everybody needed to just take a chill pill, maybe have a combo, <laughs> and just like relax. Um, yeah. And actually, really quickly, I want to take some time to talk to you guys about a, a podcast that we have here at yes. After Buzz. Um, since we're talking about just advice and you know needing some feel good, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. Th- our founder Maria Menunos has her very own podcast, and I want to talk to you guys about it really quick. Um, if you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life, uh, we have a podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder, Maria Menounos, and it drops every Friday on iTunes. So we're Whoa. here on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Maria's on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life, from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you never had. I think, honestly, Annalise and Liv could use a little Maria. No, I know. <laughs> a little on the team. Yeah. That would be cool. A little girl power. Um, but back to the podcast, guys. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria, with Maria Menounos for free. Don't have to pay anything. Be sure to rate and comment when you do to let Maria know that it was us who sent you there. So let her know that the Scandal Squad told you to check yes. out Conversations with Maria Menounos. It's the podcast edition. Make sure you guys check it out Fridays on iTunes. Love awesome. it. Because everyone needs a win. We all need a win. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love um, it. So getting back into the episode, it seems like things are moving towards a win. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's weird how David actually played a role in this episode, too, mm-hmm. with kind mm-hmm. of, I think he, he was the person who started that seed yeah. of getting QPA to change its mind. He had a, a moment with Abby where he, you know, really told her, like, she's actually trying to do something good here. Yeah. And that kind of snowballed into to Quinn kind of realizing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to think that conversation Liv had with her in the parking lot might have had something to do with it as well, mm-hmm. letting her know that one way or another she was going to regret it and that QPA, her QPA was supposed to be about justice. Mm-hmm. I love that word that you used, the seed that was planted, because that's so true. Because it's so, it's so, it was so small what David did, and the face that Abby gave to Quinn, yes, was one thing. And then I think Quinn took that; she took the conversation with Liv, but mainly the conversation with Jake when she was like, "Hey, like we're doing this for the right reason, right?" And he was like, "No, we're doing this because we all want revenge." <laughs> exactly. He's like, and what? that was kind of like, "Oh, I think that she saw herself in him because that's what Olivia saw." in her Mm -hmm. the reasoning so I think that I'm surprised honestly Quinn has been real petty for a minute so I'm surprised that she actually did come around and say hey here you go let me try to you know let let us try to sew back this white hat 
You know, one, one thing I will say, though, because I want to talk about Quinn's struggle with this. I was really thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, Quinn is being petty, but Liv almost killed her. <laughs> like, we can't forget that. Exactly. We, we can't forget and everything. Never forget. And her baby. All <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Actually, <laughs> the, the chat is actually pretty undecided of whether or not they've forgiven Liv mm. or not. Um, Kimberly Mayfield said, I still can't forgive Liv. Um, Kat Harlem says, I've forgiven Liv. They all need her. QPA, Melly Fitz. So people are kind of split. But I do empathize with Quinn's kind of... I mean, the fact that that case was hanging in the balance annoyed me. Because otherwise, I would totally understand why Quinn was not as quick to be forgiving and understanding. Because that is a lot. I don't know that I could, like be okay with that and internalize that three months later and just be like, okay, like, I can move on. Mm-hmm. You know, my best friend betrayed me and almost killed me and my unborn child, but it's okay. You and know? her dad had me kidnapped in this basement and hostage, but... Yeah. It's a, it's it, a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> We're like... Okay, so I just... I, this is how I'm processing it because I feel that Quinn took the first shot. I feel that Quinn went to Olivia and was like, I know what you did, and I'm going to expose you and bring you down. That is what she did. She didn't come to Olivia as a friend to say, like, how can we make the, you know, she literally was like, I know that you killed Rashawn. Like, I'm going to do something about it. So from that, and then the fact that, you know, Quinn was kidnapped, had nothing to do with Olivia. You know, Quinn was locked in the basement. Papa Pope shot her. Olivia didn't say, you know, go shoot Quinn. Like, he, she, was, she didn't try to kill her. I'm but saying, she like, she didn't try. It. Right, okay. So I guess in my head, I'm rationalizing it like, Quinn, you were in this battle that you should have never been in, quite frankly. Um, I mean, it's not right. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. That is a really good yeah. point, too, because at the same time, Quinn didn't know why Liv killed Bashrod, or, you know, like, there's so many questions I think she could have dug deeper into before mm. getting at Liv. But what I wanted to say earlier is I love how the show changes our perspective on, like, all these characters all the time. Yeah. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. like, I'm in love with Liv again, and I did not like her last episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I'm going to it's gonna take some time. You're still, I'm like, back. not there yet? Yeah, yeah sometimes. I feel like she's I never back. Left. I never left. I still love Liv. I got love for her. <laughs> she's incredibly flawed, but amazing. So... Yeah, this episode actually made me love Annalise because I'm kind of hating Annalise and How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. She's just done some messed up things, but this one made me like, oh, you see, you're standing up for yourself. You're sober. You didn't drink that wine. You know, I feel, I'm like loving her now. So, mm-hmm. some My, goals, mm-hmm. some some positive. I love seeing yeah. those two in that that um, interview at the end of the episode or towards mm-hmm. the end where they were on mm-hmm. TV, mm-hmm. kind of pleading their case for the the case to be heard by the Supreme Court. And it was just beautiful to see Liv, like, really face her issues head on. Yeah. That's where I started to really love her again. Because I was like, damn, what a better time than now to say, like, this is what really happened. Yeah. But you know what? The focus shouldn't be on me. It's, it's about the work that we're doing. That's beautiful. You yeah. know, black women just sticking up for everybody again. You know? <laughs> like, it, it, that, that for me was like, okay, Liv is getting back to who she was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it was good to and see. And she could have, like, threw shade and... Mm-hmm. And exposed some stuff and been a little shady and took a shot back at the White House, but she didn't. Yeah. And so I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, and I love... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I love the fact that um, 
we've never seen Melly work out a day of her life. That's um, what I was gonna say. But yet she's there doing yoga. Look at um, that scene. When I was she like, found out about this news. So <laughs> I think you're yeah. in serenity because that news. That is interesting. Yeah, Normally she'd just be like eating or I don't know, like sitting on a couch somewhere I in know. some room. Well, maybe this is something that a female president does. We're getting some visibility. We would never see Fitz doing yoga if he was stressed out. <laughs> About anything. Seem like a yoga guy. Maybe CrossFit? Golf. Yes. Golf. I can see like him like. Just, <laughs> or like. Because, oh. oh, you know, Kevin Spacey in House of Cards, he used to row a lot when he was stressed. Yes. He was president. So yes. kind of interesting take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, good thing that you brought that up because I'm wondering, you know, the facial expression that we left Melly with, she seemed like she was defeated by that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you going to try again to to tear down lip like is that said and done with are we gonna leave live alone is everyone gonna move on or what because I, I mean at this point that's a good question yeah. actually like is, is, like, is it necessary your life work like are you gonna get back to being president or are you just gonna keep trying to get live or, or are you gonna take it a step further and try to be influential when the actual case gets heard by the Supreme Court. That's a good question because, you know, the statement that was made on the news when they were talking about Liv being fired um, from the White House, the person who was reading the report said that, like, at this time, like, the White House will not be involved with anything with her or anything Mm -hmm. going forward. So that's why I'm curious of, like, are you going to keep continue to be these women's adversaries or work with them eventually? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. But that's you know thinking future minded into predictions before we get there though we definitely need to do our shady boots and I know we have a ton of material (laughs) for that why do I get that (laughs) no time for that no time for shady boots All right. okay no I hit hit a button trying to pull up the song yeah yeah I was like okay I was like man it was my uh, it was my state of mind as I realized I didn't have the song pulled up it's all right, guys. Our viewers, they go into comments on YouTube, and they're like, no shady boots this week. <laughs> yeah. no. I, we can't. I mean, we on an episode tonight, to yeah. forget a shady boot so would be uh, sacrilegious. So, oh, <laughs> dang. Um, I don't know if any of you want to kick it off, because I, I actually need to gather my thought for a second of what's the shadiest. Hey. And that's just what they'll do. Uh-uh. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. All right, I think I'll kick it off. Mm-hmm. Go for it. So mine, I mean, despite the whole beauty shop scene, because that just mm. will be infamous now, <laughs> um, I think mine was the Melly-Olivia talk in the beginning of the episode after the meeting, mm-hmm. and Melly said, this won't be the first time you lied to my face. <laughs> mm. like, yes. Yes. That was mine. I Sweet love that. Thing. I had that. I also, in that conversation, when she was like, I mean, you need a job, or like, instead of the occasional teaching job, I thought that was really <laughs> shady, but my shady boots moment, though, really is just all Liv's enemies, like, linking up against her. Like, I just thought mm-hmm. that was just so shady, especially when she was trying to do something good, like we talked about. So, mm-hmm. they all get shady boots. Yeah, that's a good one. I totally agree about the um, beauty shop scene. That was like a shady <laughs> shoe store. Like, it was, it was all the boots, honey. It was all the boots. Um, but mine that I chose was Abby and basically her attack mm-hmm. about teaching. And she's like, well, you know what they say. If you can't do, oh. you teach. Oh, I was like, yes. that's such a sad, like, insult, really. Yes. Because so many people teach. 
and they don't do. <laughs> yeah. It's like really true. Like you had to be taught in order to do. That's Hello. true. That's yeah. true. Dang. Well, let's clap it up for the teacher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, my li- my Shady Boots moment was the Sididi phony mm-hmm. line because I can't tell you the last time I heard someone use Sididi <laughs> yeah. in a sentence or like in a drag. So that was everything <laughs> yes. for me. Um, yeah, I need that Sididi uh, no limit platinum card. <laughs> Liv, what's up? Send no that my way. All right. Yeah. Send <laughs> Let's, let's wine on you. Okay, yep. All right. Well, I think this is a good time to move into predictions, guys. Yes. Um, we didn't... Oh, and now, your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> so, with predictions, I'm a little torn because we didn't get a chance to watch... Uh, tonight's episode of How to Get Away with Murder, the second part of the crossover event. So I'm not entirely sure what's in store for this dynamic duo here because the episode ends with the um, with Annalise Keating and Olivia Pope deciding to see this through and continue to work on this case and possibly more cases in the future. Yeah, so... Um, just, and just to piggyback off of that real quick, so you guys know if you did watch the whole crossover event... We actually have a How to Get Away with Murder panel yes. that hosts that show every week. So be sure to tune in to their um, panel discussion to see what they think about Olivia. Because now she's walking into their land. <laughs> they get to hear what we think about Annalise. And so that's fun. So be sure to check out on this same After Buzz uh, drama Yes, network. guys. Yeah. If you're subscribed to us, you will definitely get notifications about the How to Get Away with Murder after show yeah. here on After so Buzz. So fun. Yeah. Well, what do y'all think? Predictions. Predictions about their case. I I mean, I would love for them to win, but this is a really big case, and there's only one other episode of them talking about it. So I don't think it's going to be solved. I don't think they're going to win or lose yet. You're saying one other episode like the uh, Another the crossover? crossover, yeah. Oh. It ends, you know, with how to get away with murder. She's right. not back, so... I don't know how they would wrap all of that up. Such a big thing. So quick. And, yeah. yeah. I wonder will it drag on. Maybe it'll continue with how to get get away with murder since they she's oh, working, so she she's working on it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that will end. Um, but I am almost like a hundred percent confident that it's going to end. Scandal is going to end with Olivia and the team being reunited. Mm-hmm. From this episode, we already know that Fitz is Team Liv. We know that Rosen is. We know Marcus is. Abby is obviously missing her. Mm-hmm. Quinn is missing her. We don't know how Huck feels, but pretty much everyone is kind of loving Liv again. So I think it's going to end like in a kumbaya moment. Yeah. It's, it's I could see that too. I think one of my favorite things about this episode was the last couple scenes when they're walking down those steps. I don't know why, but like visually, it felt so powerful. Oh, yeah, and mm-hmm. I love that. So I think it makes me like want more of Annalise and Olivia. Yeah. Um. So I really hope we do get to see more of them. I have a feeling that Melly like has is becoming kind of the villain now. And I think she's now going to kind of end up mm. as an army of one. Ooh. Because I think she just, like, is so not about Olivia anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And she's going to do a lot in her power to keep her from coming back. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe in the next couple episodes she'll eventually realize that, like Liv did, she needs to do what's better for the big picture and yeah. not just for her. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Because I feel like if this case gets won 
or even being honestly just the case being able to be seen in front of the Supreme Court is a win for Olivia but if she goes and tackles this case I think that it is going to build the momentum that they were trying to stop so we're going to see Olivia perhaps join back sooner than later with QPA on the next case so maybe Mm -hmm. something comes from that and they're like hey in order to take on this case they want you and then maybe they have to you know ask her to come back and then Melly probably will just keep pushing, pushing, pushing and utilizing Jake. And they're just going to be, it's just going to be that, that nasty little back and forth with David in the middle. Um, yeah. I mean, it, just in all honesty, we're coming down to the last few episodes. Home yeah. yeah. So Six what? Six more weeks, right? What are we? Yeah. Yeah, that that definitely puts it do? into perspective for me because think about it. If we can't, I don't know that we can start a major conflict of some sort this late in the season that will have a build-up and a resolution in a way that ends everything off nicely for our characters in whatever ending is nice for each of them, you know, if that even comes to fruition. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, one thing that pops up in my head, too, is the fact that Cyrus is still at play here yeah. because he was so ready to find a way to take down Melly when it, the opportunity served him. So I don't think he's the type of person that we can, A, forget about or think that that whole situation is not going to come back up in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm confused about Jake as well, because does B613 continue? Do, does, does that dynamic they have continue? And where does that go? What does that mean? What does that mean for Melly's pre- uh, presidency? Mm-hmm. You know, we saw over two terms of Fitz how he had his highs and lows mm-hmm. and what became an island on his own when he didn't listen to outside voices trying to help him. And we saw how the presidency changed him. So I'm wondering if we're going to see how it changes Melly for the rest of the season mm-hmm. and how and if that allows Liv to come back in or not into that inner circle or are their storylines going to be completely different now? Like, I don't, yeah. you know, the, the show hard, could really... It could go anywhere. It could go any way because it's already tackled a crossover, the 100th episode, so many different scenarios of things changing, Liv being bad, Liv being good. Like... Yeah, it's like it can. The only way it can go is her just on her path of reconciliation with all of these people, and I think that she kind of gave a verbal olive branch during the interview at the end because she was like, "I've hurt people. I'm aware of that. I severed relationships. I'm aware of mm-hmm. that, and I miss mentoring people, or I miss, you know." So, and you could see Melly's face, and you know, QPA individual faces, <laughs> and they kind of like pulled. And even Quinn was like, "If you didn't watch that." interview and and your heart was pulled from it then so I think that that I don't know I don't think that Melly is is a bad B like I don't think that she is one of those that's like I'm just gonna keep going I think that she's exhausted and she gets tired quickly you know like she she can't sustain as being enemy number one on her own but she has so much pride yeah, but she just doesn't have the skill. Like she just yeah. she can't pull it off. Yeah. She tries, but she can't pull it off. But she has Jake, as you mentioned. Yeah. So maybe he will be the one that controls her, like Olivia did. And mm. mm-hmm. yeah, with so the show coming to yeah. an end, I wonder what legacies you know these characters are going to leave. Like mm-hmm. you said, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> yes. So like we said before, the How to Get Away with Murder panel has more coverage of tonight's crossover, so be sure to check them out mm-hmm. and tune in next week as we continue to move forward yes. with Scandal. Yes. Woo! So exciting. And tweet us, because we have been tweeting you guys, and we want to hear all your crazy theories. Yes. Yeah. And continue to be vocal in the live chat, guys. We see you. We mm-hmm. hear you. We love it. We thank you. We love you for just being as energetic as we are about this show. 
and you know being faithful to it for these last yes. seven seasons yes um, tell the people where they can find you Jess yes you can find me hey over here <laughs> which camera you can find me on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW and on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Paris Rose with two R's and I'm Tessa Saval. You guys can find me on all social media at Tessa underscore Saval. And you guys can find me everywhere at Christine Bean. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this, this week, guys. And we'll see you next week. Yes. <laughs> like that video. Woo.